Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, BYU tonight uh, tying its record for most points scored in the first quarter ever. 28. 28 nothing. BYU leading South Florida heading into the second quarter of play. BYU first and 10 from the BYU 37 when we come back in. Again, the only... Uh, the only uh, you know downbeat note in the first quarter is Puka Nakua leaving the game with an injured right ankle, it would appear, on a fly sweep after two fly sweep touchdown runs. He was dragged down and came up lame midway through the first quarter, but Mitchell said he was doing better. Whether or not he comes back in the game is a question, and it's not really a flippant question when you ask, do you risk further injury to a guy when you're playing so well offensively with everybody else? Yeah, I don't think you do. I, I think right now, Six different BYU players have catches. Three different have carries. This is a team that's always been able to absorb injuries. And uh, based on the start to this game, you let other people give them a chance to see what they can do. BYU football brought to you by Bam Bam's Barbecue, bringing you authentic Central Texas barbecue. Try our tender brisket or mouth-watering pulled pork, Bam Bam's Barbecue, located just north of BYU's campus. Bam Bam's Barbecue, a proud sponsor of BYU Athletics. Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens here in Tampa. Jason Shepard back in our scoreboard studio. BYU now defends the goal to our right, goes right to left. Jaron Hall's in shotgun with Chris Brooks off his right hip. Mason Wake is a tight end left. Will now motion and set up at right. Wides left and right. Play fake on the seam. Catch made by Holker at the 45 of USF. And that's a 17-yard, uh, an 18-yard gain for BYU in first down. Makayla Point, a tackle for USF. And BYU, again, using the tempo so effectively. Trips to the right, including a tight end. Single wide left. Jaron looks left. Pre- pressure comes from his right. He flips it downfield. And a rescue pass is caught by Chris Brooks around his ankles. And they get something out of nothing. Jaron Hall was sprinting to his left, trailed from his right, and just flipped it, kind of shot-putted it to Chris Brooks, who collects a short pass and gets a couple. On a first and 10 from the USF 44. You never go broke taking a profit, so it's great to have a small, even if it's a small game like that. However, it was a little bit of a chaotic situation for Jaron to be throwing the ball out there. Uh, turned out well for him that time. And but he did be careful doing that. Did get forward. dragged down as well. Yeah. So second and eight gain of two from the USF 42, one minute into the second quarter. Cosper's going to motion from left to right. Play fake and a dirt ball from Jaron Hall. Didn't like what he saw, in which he saw Mason Wake covered on the screen attempt. He just threw it into the ground. So uh, two plays that haven't gone the way they wanted them to, and now it's third down and eight. So we heard, we mentioned in the pregame that this Bob Shoup, a first-year coordinator for USF, was going to bring more pressure. We've seen more of it in the, in the recent drives. Sprint right for Hall, and Jaron will throw it in. Oh, yeah, it is incomplete. Braden Cosper had to reach out for it, and it's incomplete. So the first negative series for BYU. It's a fourth and eight from the 42. It's probably going to be punt and pin territory. So BYU punts for the first time today. On fourth and eight, they're going to bring in Ryan Rico. Look to take something off this and force the Bulls into a long field. Xavier Weaver is back in punt return formation for USF. And again, we're in punt and pin territory here for the Kooks. So Rico setting up inside of his 45-yard line. So a few plays get blown up there as Rico will knuckle this one. It will drop into the arms of Braden. Or is that Jacob Boren? I think that's Boren. Two number 20s out there, Cosper and Boren. Boren makes the catch. 
on the fly at the five-yard line. So a 95-yard field facing USF after this. First and 10 Bulls from their five-yard line. Cougars 28, Bulls 0. We're taking a timeout on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Football is brought to you in part by Sela. Home is where you get to do your thing. And whatever your thing is, it's better without bugs. For guaranteed year-round pest protection, visit SalaPest.com. That's S-A-E-L-A, Pest.com. BYU with a significant edge on the scoreboard and on the stat sheet. 28-0 Cougs, 13.45 to go until halftime. BYU outgaining South Florida. 254-36 in yardage right now. 158 rushing yards in the first quarter. Are the third most all-time for BYU in a first quarter of play. Cougs up big. Touchdowns from Nakua two times. Max Tooley on the pick six and Keanu Hill. Keanu Hill's touchdown reception, by the way, his fourth touchdown as a BYU Cougar. Max Tooley with his first and Puka Nakua now at 11 scores as a collegian and eight at BYU. Michael Dukes, the Clemson transfer, is in a running back for USF. They'll begin their drive from their own five-yard line. So Gary Bohannon's on the goal line, and Dukes is in the end zone. First and ten Bulls on their five. BYU with four down linemen. Batty, Fawatea, Hawes, and Nelson. The hand clap by Bohannon. The handoff to Dukes, and Dukes runs forward for three. Second down, seven. Cougars converge on the tackle, led by Tyler Batty. Second and seven from the USF eight, and the Bulls will use a little bit of tempo. Two wides left, single wide right. Tight end and a wing tight to the left. They'll motion Batty from right to left. Keeper by Bohannon's got himself a first down and more. A burst of speed out the 20-21 yard line. Gain of 13 on second and seven, Gary Bohannon. Slingshots forward for a first down to the 20-yard line. The Bulls have gained 15 yards after starting at the 5. Bohannon to pistol with Brian Batty. Batty, three kickoff return touchdowns last year. He's speedy. He's off the right hip of Bohannon on first and 10. Bohannon settled on a three-step. Batty receives the underneath pass and leans ahead to the 5. Second down and five. Ben Bywater on the tackle for BYU. Ben Bywater led BYU in tackles last year. The only Cougar to hit the century mark in stops. At 102 last year, including eight and a half tackles for loss. A sack in a hurry. The Olympus High School product. Or number 33 last year, number two this year. As sundown approaches here in the Tampa Bay area, 28-0 Cougs. Bohannon shotgun, Batty to his left. Two wides right, single wide left. Bohannon looks to the right in the flat. Tight end catch is made, and he is lifted up in the air as Gunnar Greenwald makes the catch. Ammon Hanneman lifted him up and dropped him down as Greenwald jumped up in the air for making the grab. But on second and five, he got five, and they moved the sticks to the 30-yard line. So first and 10, USF at the 30. BYU late getting defenders back on the field on the defensive switch. And sub out. Bohannon's in the gun. They get the clear to snap, and here we go. Trips to the right. Handoff, Betty off tackle left for just a couple. So the pile pushed back. A host of Cougs in on the stop of Brian Betty. It'll be second down and eight from the 32. Give him three, second and seven from the 33. 
11.30 to go until halftime. BYU 28, USF no score. Cougars scored on the first offensive play of the game. A Puka Nakua 75-yard fly sweep TD run. He left the game later with a tweaked ankle and has been retaped. And he may or may not play anymore tonight. But looks better than he did when he left the field. Four down linemen for BYU on a second and seven for USF. Bohannon shotgun. They motion Jimmy Horn Jr. They throw across the middle through the hands of the intended receiver, Chaffrey Brown. It'll be third down and seven. I got to tell you, Greg, execution-wise, this BYU defense is extreme, is performing extremely well in the first quarter and a half of this game. I have... The, their rush is very consistent while they don't have a sack yet they're maintaining good rush lanes they're collapsing the pocket on Bohannon as far as coverage when they're in zone they're doing a good job reading eyes and playing instinctively and in man they're playing with good technique and not allowing much separation timeout taken by BYU BYU before the snap we may take a break with them we shall see timeout BYU they're second of the half 30 second timeout. So we'll stay right here with it. Third and seven for USF at the Bulls' 33 yard line. They've gained 28 yards on the drive. They'd gained 36 before this possession. So out to the 33 for third and seven. Exactly four minutes gone here in the second quarter. It's BYU 28 and USF no score. BYU football presented in part by Big O Tires. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Big, Big O Tires locations in Utah. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Natural grass, Bermuda grass surface. We know it drains really well. It took heavy rainfall in the pregame delay. And it's yeah. taken a lot of rain the last couple days here in Tampa. We've seen some sharp, hard cuts, and we haven't seen the turf give way. We haven't seen any players slip. and uh, I mean, it's what you'd expect from an NFL-caliber stadium, right? USF facing a third down and seven. USF on its third downs, 0 for 3 today. BYU 2 for 5. Bohannon shotgun. Michael Dukes to his right. Between the hash marks, Bohannon. Pocket holds, lofts it down the middle, and just beyond the outstretched and outreaching arm of Jimmy Horn Jr. He had beaten his defensive back mark to the middle of the field, and that could have gone if that was just about a yard shorter in terms of the path of the ball. And so it goes as an incompletion, and on fourth and seven, USF will punt it away. BYU brought the house there. That's why uh, it was man coverage, and the pressure forced... The pressure forced uh, Bohannon to get rid of the ball a little bit more quickly and inaccurately than he wanted to. Ethan Slade was in safety coverage. Punt is short. Talmadge Gunther runs up, makes a fair catch at the 35. So Stokes has had a couple of boomers and then a, a half shank, and that one was just really short. And it'll be BYU first down and 10 after this timeout. 10.49 to play in quarter number two. It is BYU 28 and USF no score. Cooks have the football back on offense after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. 
Crazy game between number 24 Houston and UTSA. They are in triple overtime, and the Roadrunners have a two-point lead at 37-35 to over Houston. Also underway in the first quarter, number 7 Utah leading at Florida 7-0 again in the first quarter. Back out to Tampa and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Jason, thank you. BYU 28, South Florida no score is our score. BYU in the Kalani Sitake era, 36-5. That's an 88% win rate when they lead at halftime. They've won 10 straight when leading at the break, and BYU is sure to lead at the break here today. 10.49 to go until halftime, 28-0 Cougs, and BYU gets the ball back as we come back in here at Raymond James Stadium. The early story of the day was the two-and-a-half-hour rain and lightning delay that we had. It was more lightning than the rain. The rain was heavy, but it was all uh, thunderstorm and lightning related. After the delay... The first play that BYU ran on offense was a 75-yard Puka Nakua touchdown run. Another Nakua run on fly sweep for a 14-0 lead. A Max Tooley pick six for a 21-0 lead. And then Keanu Hill with a touchdown reception left uncovered in the end zone. And BYU has a 28-0 advantage. And the Cougs have the ball back on offense. And here we go with Jaron Hall on an 8-for-11 passing day. 96 yards and a touchdown, no picks. His passer rating is 176. BYU's run 14 times for 158 yards, a robust 11.3 yards per carry. Lopini Katoa, as the Cougs share the wealth, is in the pistol with Jaron Hall in gun. Jaron turns, plays away from Lopini. Mason Wake in the right flat, catches made, and kept inbounds at the boundary after a gain of three. It'll be second down and seven. DJ Gordon, the fourth, the Minnesota transfer, makes the stop for USF. Second and seven, Cougs at their own 38-yard line. Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson in our Built Bar broadcast booth. Mitchell Juergens down on the field. Jason Shepard back in the studio. Opening day of BYU's 2022 campaign. Chase Roberts is a wide receiver left. Hall will look left. And then pressure collapsing on Jaron Hall. He drops the football as the ball's knocked loose and Clark Barrington falls on it for a gain of a yard. And now is Jaron Hall going to get up? He's yet to get up. No, is that player on him? Yeah, there yeah. was a USF player tangled so up. So USF him. player was a little slow to get off of Jaron, but Jaron is up. But the pocket collapsing and Hall. Yeah, I'm looking to see what he's holding there. He's oh, it's just his towel. It's just okay. Just yeah. just grasping a towel. He should be okay. Yep. Went down on a heap. Ball came loose. Clark Barrington fell on it for a gain of one. Third down and six from the BYU 39. The pressure got to Hall that time before the ball could be conveyed downfield. Wide receivers, two of them left, one right, down and in. Cody Epps makes the catch for a first down. I love it, Greg. Third third and medium. You get your guys out and press. Or, sorry, you get your guys out and spread. Jaron identifies man coverage, soft man coverage on the inside. Catches the ball, calmly delivers a slant for the first down. Cooks move the chains. Hall, clean pocket, goes deep down the far sideline. Ball in the air, collected. Oh, he dropped it. Keanu Hill had a go through his hands at the far sideline inside the 10-yard line. He has his hands on his helmet. That could have been a touchdown. He might have been down inside the five, but either way, the ball goes through his hands on a perfectly thrown ball down the far sideline. Keanu Hill 
Greg, I was already going to talk about, like, uh, listen, I'm not one for projecting to, to the NFL or looking beyond this year, but that was such a beautiful throw by Jaron, and, and Keanu just wishes, wishes he would have that one back. Kalani Sutake, the first person to greet Keanu coming off the field, give him encouragement. It's second down and 10 BYU with the Cougar 49. Under center is Hall. Handoff to Katoa, and Katoa gets himself a five-yard run, setting up third down and five. Well, so close to setting up BYU for a 35-0 lead. Now the Cougs will have to move the chains on third and five. They go tempo. Trips to the right, including a tight end. Two tight ends, Rex and Wake, along with Cosper. Terrence Fall is a wide receiver left. Everyone getting run right now. Now they double shift tight ends. Wake and Rex to the left for trips left, single wide right. Hall shotgun with Peeney. Third and five. Jaron. Throws back shoulder, and it's caught for a first down. Far side by Braden Cosper. So a couple of third down throws by Jaron. One to Epps and one to Cosper, and the Cougs move the chains. That was an incredible throw, but it was a little bit inside, which made it an even better catch by Braden Cosper because he had to secure the catch with the defender's arm against his body. Had to come in front of the DB. It wasn't as back as it needed to be, and so Cosper makes a nice adjustment. Jaron's gotten a lot of man on this drive. faced a lot of man coverage on this drive and has delivered accurate, timely balls. 7.50 to play until halftime. BYU 28, USF no score. First and 10, Bulls 32. Play fake. Pressure in on Hall. He goes to fall. And from Hall to fall, and the ball goes to the 15-yard line. Now the 14, the 13. BYU first and 10 inside the red zone. So Terrence Fall with his first catch. Trips to the right. BYU using great tempo here in the first half. Hall, shotgun, play fake, set, beautiful throw. Catch made, goal line, and touchdown! Touchdown to Dallin Holker. He makes the catch at the goal line. Cartwheels in, and the Cougs take a 34-0 lead with the PAT pending. Riley, we had a great view of the angle of that throw. We saw Holker open. Jared Hall sees Holker open, lobs the pass perfectly. The catch made near the pylon. It's another BYU touchdown. It was a beautiful play design. Holker was uh, came out as if he was in the flats. Instead, wheels up the sideline late. USF had lost track of him completely, and Jaron Hall did a great job being patient until the window opened, delivering a strike, and Holker did a good job dodging that last-ditch effort by the defender to get into the end zone. Rico gets the hold down. PAT by Oldward is up and good. It's another mountain America touchdown. Another $250 donated to the American Red Cross. It's already $1,250 here in the first half of play on Mountain America touchdowns. BYU scores the PAT good. Timeout on the field. 35-0 is our score. The Utah Port Producers pigskin scoring summary is coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, to BYU with a 35-0 lead just over halfway through the second quarter. 7-19 to go until halftime. Riley and Nelson, I gave you a, a slew of BYU streaks they currently have going. And one of them was BYU's winning streak when scoring 30 or more. And now I get to bring that up to you again already here in the first half. BYU's won its last 15 games when they score 30 or more. They're already there halfway through the second quarter. 35-zip. Our pigskin scoring summary is brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. Utah Pork Producers, proud to support youth leadership programs in agriculture and contribute to fairs and communities across the state. Enjoy a meal of delicious pork this season. And remember to thank our Utah farmers for their locally grown goodness. For more information, follow Utah Pork Producers Association on Facebook and Instagram. 
The scoring summary, eight plays, 65 yards, 3.30 off the clock. The final play, a 13-yard Jaron Hall to Dallin Holker. Touchdown pass, PAT from Old Roy Good, 35-0 BYU. And not exaggerating to say, it's a master class in play calling from Aaron Roderick so far. Play design, play calling, use of tempo, use of shifts, use of formations. <laughs> it's, it is, if you're a football nerd out there, an aspiring football coach, there's no better team to watch than Aaron Roderick in this BYU offense. Jake Oldroyd kicks off from right to left, south to north. Ball in the air. Batte and Horn back to return. Batte makes the catch at the five-yard line. He's got the 10. He's got the 15. He goes far side of the field, shy of the 20. Nice tackle by BYU made, shy of the 20. Let's go down to Mitchell Jurgens for an update on Puka Nakua. Puka was hurt midway through the first half, and we have some definitive news on Nakua. Mitchell. Yeah, so Puka will be done for the night. His shoulder pads are off. He is in a walking boot. The walking boot seems to be precautionary, um, so he will not return in this game. So time to recover from a sprained ankle, it would appear, and ideally get him back for the Baylor game. But man alive, Gunnar Romney and Puka Nakua have had a tough time the last year and this being on the field together and healthy. Gunner not able tonight to go and who knows how long it'll be till he does play and now Puka leaves tonight's game but what a splash he made two rushing touchdowns before leaving. Yeah he had 98 total yards and two touchdowns that's a great game for most people and for him it was the first quarter. Jaron Mangum takes a handoff left oh sorry Weaver on the uh, fly sweep handoff takes it left four a gain of three on first and ten. So second and seven, USF at its own 23-yard line. This drive began at the USF 20. 6.50 to play until halftime. BYU is outgaining USF 3.19 to 64 in yardage. Gary Bohannon, the Baylor transfer, has the Colorado transfer, Jaron Mangum, off his right hip. Trips to the right, tight end left. Bohannon, quick fire. Back receiver screen to Xavier Weaver. Makes the catch and then is flung out of a tackle by Ammon Hanneman. Ammon Hanneman had him wrapped up, and all he did was throw him forward for a first down. Yeah, he tried to do the thing where you swing him around down to the ground, but he was strong enough to stay onto his feet. You got to hit, wrap, and drive through the ground. 35-yard line, first down on the game. Mangum to the left of Bohannon. Shotgun trips left. The give is middle. Mangum shoots through a gap, and he's lifted up by Wilgar, dropped down by Bywater, a gain of three to the right side. It'll be third, second down and seven. Six minutes to go, now under six until halftime. So Puka Nakua's night is done after three carries for 76 yards and two scores. The last carry injured him. He was dragged down in the backfield. The tackler landed on his ankle, buckled his foot under his leg, sprained it at least, and he's done for the night. Bohannon shotgun. Middle give Mangum. Mangum. Sees the ball come loose. Does the ball come loose at the 41? Cougars claim they have the football and no judgment on the field. Mm. Was Mangum already down? They're going to rule player down. Now a conversation around the football. Maybe... Ruling on the field was four. Progress was stopped. Third down. Ooh. Okay, so from second and seven to third and short. And USF will keep the football. That was an awfully quick forward progress stoppage. Yeah. BYU thought the play was still live. It's ruled dead on forward progress. And third down and four for USF at the Bulls' 41-yard line. Bulls coming left to right as we see it and you hear it. This play will start from the near hash mark. South Florida still looking for their first third down conversion on this play. 0 for 4 on the night. Bohannon in the gun. Settles, fires, goes deep down the far side for Horn. And he sees it knocked away. It's incomplete. Horn 
Saw it in his hands, but Ammon Hanneman from his safety position ranging over and knocking it out. A pass break up for Hanneman, I think we call there. And it goes to fourth down and four. Horn had a step on Hanneman, but Hanneman did a good job of not panicking. The ball was maybe a step or two underthrown, which allowed Ammon the time to get his hand and uh, in, the, in the catch radius and dislodge the ball. Nicely done. And now on fourth down and four from the USF 41, the offense stays on the field down 35 nothing. So USF looking for something, anything positive late here in the first half. 35 zip Cougs, fourth and four USF at their own 41-yard line. BYU shows four down. They're going to bring four. On the down and in, an incomplete pass. The ball is dropped. I think it should have been caught for a first down by Weaver, and he dropped it. And USF will give the ball over on downs to BYU. D'Angelo Mandel was on coverage and may have influenced that play, but either way, I thought Weaver had hands on it, didn't haul it in, and BYU takes over on the USF 41. Timeout on the field, so we'll take it. We've got... 4.49 left till the break. BYU with the football in USF territory already running away from USF at 35-0 on the new skin BYU Sports Network. All Cougars here in Tampa, 35-0 with 4.49 to play until halftime. First and 10 BYU at the Bulls' 41-yard line. The Cougs outgaining USF 319-85. 164-54 on the ground. 155-31 through the air. BYU's averaging 10.3 yards per rush and 11.9 yards per pass completion. USF down 35-0 and on 0 for 5 on third downs, 0 for 1 on fourth. BYU 4 of 7 on third, 2 for 2 on fourth. So 6 for 9 on third and fourth downs. USF is an 0 for Trips to the right for BYU. Play fake to the right. Throw his left to Miles Davis. Davis makes the catch for a first down. Davis out of bounds after a gain of 11 to the near sideline. Miles Davis in the formation and moves the sticks for BYU. Another great play design as Davis comes uh, across and for the screen. Good job in executing on a block on the corner by Blake Freeland. He was really one step away, and the guy didn't even tackle him. He was just able to nudge him out of bounds. He almost had the sideline there for an even bigger gain. By the way, Campbell Barrington in place of Kingsley Suamataia at right tackle. The other starters are all in as the game began. Rex moves into tight, tight end left. Now double tight with Wake. Twins to the right. One of them, Keanu Hill, motions to the left. Under the center is Hall. Hall settling in a clean pocket. Throws to Rex downfield inside the 15-yard line. Elevates and brings it down. Isaac Rex moves the chains. And BYU's back in the red zone. Wow, it's just a bevy of options right now for Aaron Roderick and Jaron Hall. Yeah, and especially at the tight end position where Isaac Rex and... Dallin Holker are reminding me so much of one of the greatest tight end duos that I was fortunate to play with, which is Andrew George and Dennis Pitta back in the Max Hall days. It's just so much of it. The way that they're able to settle in zones, the way that they have such big, strong catch radius is such a luxury for a quarterback, and Jaron's taking advantage of it. It's all you can eat for Hall right now. They go pistol with Chris Brooks back in the game. Stretch handoff to Chris. Chris is stopped up in the backfield and has dropped a host of bulls. Stop Chris Brooks for a loss. Loss of two, maybe three. So... One of the few negative plays on the day for BYU. South, we mentioned in the pregame South Florida was going to be a little bit more aggressive blitzing. We've seen more run blitzing than we have pass blitzing. The difference is on a run blitz, you're not doing as many stunts or twists. You just have your secondary, your second-level players. Most times that's backers, sometimes safeties, blitzing the gap that they're assigned to. In that case, the linebacker came in the B gap and was able to get early penetration 
penetration uh, catching Brooks in the backfield. Pistol. Wides to either side, double tight to the right. Hall sees pressure, has to release on the right side of the field. Catch made but for no gain on second and 14, complete to Wake. But that play was blown up on pressure to Hall's right. And so on third down and 14, BYU third and 17, beg your pardon. There was another loss on the play. Third and 17 from the 21. This ball got, ball got to the 14 on the catch by Rex and then back-to-back negative plays. We'll see if the Cougars can bail themselves out here on third down and 18 from the USF 22. Rex and Epps to the right. Wake and Hill to the left. Motioning out is Brooks again. Pressure and they knock the pass down of Hall. who takes a shove in the back as that play is incomplete on a dump off to the right. So we'll see Jake Oldroyd's leg with a chance for a 39-yard field goal with the score 35-0. So the Rex play got BYU into the red zone and then back-to-back-to-back to back to back negative plays. Two losses of yardage and one incomplete pass on a bat down of a rescue play. And to give credit to Southern Florida, each one of those had pressure associated yep. with it. So they uh, executed on their game plan and it was able to stop the BYU drive. Oldroyd's first field goal try from the right hash. It'll be a 39-yard attempt. The snap from Riggs, placement by Rico. The kick on its way from Jake. Not a lot on that one. But it's through for three, and Oldroyd makes it 38-0 with 2.11 to go till halftime. Might have hit it a little fat. Didn't really boom off the foot, but it got the job done. Yeah, I wonder if he was uh, ch- just trying to elevate it over the line. It did look kind of loopy, like you said. It did have good elevation, but it ended up, you know, hitting the, the wall behind the goalpost. So uh, it, it had enough juice on it, but bottom line, uh, even though it wasn't a touchdown, another scoring drive for BYU. Bringing us to another Utah Pigskin, Utah Pork Producers Pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. From farm to fork, Utah Pork Producers like Smithfield Foods take pride in good practices that produce safe and nutritious pork right back home in Utah. Make pork your protein of choice all season long. For delicious and nutritious pork recipes, visit pork.org. Scoring drive for BYU, six plays, 19 yards, 238 off the clock. It ends in a Jake Oldroyd 39-yard field goal. For Jake, that's career field goal number 42. He's now 23 of his last 27 on field goal tries. BYU 38 and South Florida no score. 2-11 to go till halftime. Jake will kick it away. Horn and Batty back for USF. Oldroyd boots away. End over end to the goal line. Batty from the goal line to the 10. Spun around, dropped down at the 15-yard line. Nice special teams tackle made by Jacob Robinson. So Jacob Robinson on the stop, and the Bulls are minus 10 on that kickoff return. You want to get out to 25 on a touchback. Instead, the return from the goal line, perfectly played. Uh, yeah, I, and Oldroyd has been dialing in his distance on his kickoffs, but you can tell it is a concerted strategic effort by Coach Lamb and the rest of the BYU staff that they, are, that they want USF to return it. And I, I haven't kept the stat officially, but I believe they've only had one return surpass the 25, and they've had, what, six, six shots at it? So it's paid off. First and 10, first and 10 South Florida at the Bulls' 16-yard line. Bohannon, completion underneath. Gain of four to Aju Aju. The Clemson transfer, native of Brooks, Alberta. 
In his Clemson career, eight catches for a buck 14, 22 games played for the Tigers. Clemson's former OC is the USF head coach, Jeff Scott. Second and six at the USF 20. 140 to go till halftime. Bohannon on a three-step. The righty lobs it and incomplete. Nearly picked as it was off the hand of Xavier Weaver. Ammon Hanneman was lurking. And if that's just tipped a little higher in the air, Hanneman's going to have himself a pick. Instead, it's incomplete off the fingertips of Xavier Weaver. Yeah, at the safety position, you have two choices there because you knew the receiver, you you could see the ball was overthrown. You can either go break some ribs (laughs) or you can try and get the interception. (laughs) Ammon thought the ball was overthrown enough that he was going to catch it clean. Weaver got, like you said, Greg, just two fingertips on it to deflect it out of of Hanneman's grasp. Third down and six. Dukes is the back who vacates as Bohannon goes deep down the middle. And this time Xavier Weaver meets the catch down to the 31-yard line. On third down and six, the first third down conversion of the night for USF is a big gainer. Xavier Weaver gets deep and hauls it in down to the BYU 31-yard line. Two man, it was uh, two man coverage. Jacob Robinson was in there, and he, Jacob Robinson, right before the snap, came up in press and got beat off the line of scrimmage. Bohannon identified it early on, was able to get the ball in before the safety could come and help. Warren makes a saving tackle, first and ten from the thirty. Weaver, Weaver again, a twenty-one yard grab inside the ten. First and goal for USF with one eleven to go until halftime. Nine yard line, first down and goal for South Florida. BYU sitting in two men, and Bohannon's just working the seams. And Gabe Summers is down and injured. Hands on his face mask, stretching out his left leg. Maybe only a cramp. I hope it's only that. He's stretching it out on his own. And this would be the day when that would be a problem. The heat and humidity here in central Florida. And Summers down on his back. An injury stoppage here with 1-11 to play till halftime and BYU leading at 38-0. USF with his deepest penetration of the day down to the 9-yard line of BYU. BYU football is brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen helping Utah families for over 30 years. Learn more at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This game was to begin at 4 o'clock Eastern time. It began after 6.30 Eastern time. As Gabe Summers is being helped off the field. Back home in Provo, BYU women's soccer with an 8 o'clock mountain time, 10 o'clock eastern kick for BYU and CSUN. Jason Shepard and Rachel Manning-Jorgensen will have that call for you on the BYU Radio app and 107.9 FM BYU Radio. All right, South Florida with a first down and gold to BYU 9. Jaron Mangum is the tailback off the right hip of Gary Bohannon. Weaver and Aju Aju wide receivers to the left. Jimmy Horn Jr. and Chaffrey Brown to the right. Wides to either side. First and goal. The hand clap by Bohannon. Receives the chest high snap. Pressure from his right from Hawes. And flags fly. Maybe holding as that ball is thrown out of the end zone. Is that how you saw it, Riley? Definitely. Uh, BYU, they didn't bring a blitz, but they ran a really good stunt, a really good uh, end-nose stunt, and it caught USF off guard and had no choice but to hold in desperation. So it'll back them up from the nine. Holding. Offense number 67. 10-yard penalty. Replay, first down. So Demontre Jacobs on the hold, and it'll go to first and goal from the 19. And that flag reminds us that we've seen only two penalty flags all half, both against USF. So BYU's had a penalty free and one punt first half. 
nearly perfect for BYU in a 38-0 game. 56 seconds remain here in the first half. USF with two timeouts left, BYU one. Bohannon shotgun with Mangum to his left. Vacates to his right, they go empty for Bohannon. Bohannon settles, throws underneath, complete to the 15-yard line to Aju Aju. Gabe Judy Lally makes the tackle, and the clock runs and will now be stopped on timeout number two by USF at the 14-yard line. USF has called their second timeout of the half. 30 seconds in length. Mentioned before the game that uh, South Florida is yet to win a game in the Jeff Scott era when trailing at halftime. And this is an insurmountable edge at this point, 38-0. BYU leading it with 49 seconds to go until the break. USF looking at a second and goal from the 14-yard line of BYU. The BYU defense, just on that last play, uh, USF tried to take advantage of those seam routes, which has got them down inside the red zone. BYU has adjusted their coverage to take those away, forcing Bohannon to keep the ball down and check down in the flats. You can tell the last couple plays in the intensity with which BYU is playing defense. This shutout, especially the first half shutout, means a lot to them. They don't, they don't want any points for USF as this drive is coming to an end and the half is coming to an end. Tyler Batty is going to drop into a linebacker position on the field. So three down linemen, and, and Batty's playing Mike right now. So Bohannon and shotgun. Rush. Bohannon looks to his left, throws underneath. Always oh, through the hands of the receiver and also through the hands of Keenan Peely. That had too much heat on it for Keenan, but it zipped through the hands of Michael Dukes. It goes incomplete to third and goal from the 14. And again, too much juice on that for Keenan to get hands up in the pick, but it was in the vicinity. I love the decision of Coach Satake, and it's you see it on both sides of the ball, but on but defensively, he's given I, I wonder what his coverage assignment are, and maybe we'll have the opportunity to ask him about it. But he's given Batty the choice to read the play and decide whether or not he's going to rush Bohannon late or stay in coverage trying to read eyes. Three down linemen. Bohatty, Batty stays in the middle linebacker position. They bring three. Now Batty comes on the quarterback as the pass Ooh. comes complete. The stretch out is just shy of the goal line on the completion to Jimmy Horn Jr. They nearly got home on Bohannon with the clock rolling to 32 seconds down to the one-yard line on the completion. Fourth and goal now from the one as Jimmy Horn Jr. made the catch. He stretched, couldn't quite get there. Max Tooley, the touchdown-saving tackle. So fourth and goal from the one. BYU shutout is on the line here in the first half. USF calls it. Did USF or BYU call the timeout no, I here? Think, I think this is injury. Okay, uh, is it Nelson down? Yeah. So Nelson is on a knee. Was a timeout also called either way stoppage here with the ball just inside the one and USF facing That's the fourth last and goal. Timeout for BYU. 30 seconds in length. So the Cougs use their third of three timeouts. USF has one remaining. 18 seconds to go until halftime. And what's on the line here is BYU's defensive shutout in the first half. Fourth and goal from the one just inside the one for South Florida. Batty on that time waited, waited, then came late on Bohannon, who releases to Horn, makes the catch and stretches. Max Tooley keeping him out of the end zone. So from just inside the one, USF will load up for fourth and goal and try and get points on the board to end the half. BYU in leading at halftime under Kalani Zitake, 36-5. As Kalani tonight plays for win number 49. A win against Baylor, should BYU hang on tonight, would give him 50 in his seventh season of work. Mangum is the lone setback. Gary Bohannon goes under center. 
Wide receivers left and right. Double tight left. Bohannon. Under center. Takes the snap. Stretch handoff. The dive into the end zone. Touchdown for Jaron Mangum. Leaping over the line of scrimmage for the score. And BYU's shutout is no more. 38-6 with the PAT pending. The USF offense wakes up on the final drive of the first half as they were able to move the ball. That was, how long was that score? 50 yards. Well, it was a longer score. It was an 84-yard drive, but 50 of them come on the Weaver reception. Right, where they were able to find that little hole in the two-man coverage, working the ball up the seam. But on, a, on a third and six, yeah. when they had not converted a third down all game. The PAT from Spencer Schrader to make it 38-7. to Good hold by Beardall. Kick is up and through, and USF is on the board. 38-7 to is our score with 14 seconds remaining until halftime. Well, Kalani Sitake made note of the fact that BYU let off the gas last year after a 21-0 lead. It ended up being an eight-point win. Much more worked for USF to do, but a good lesson learned in terms of what you want to do relative to mentality after halftime. And BYU will see USF get the ball to start the second half. Yeah, they were able to find... The one thing that's encouraging about that to me is they were able to find that one weakness with Weaver up the seam on two consecutive plays in which they were able to gain the majority of the yards. But BYU quickly... They tried to go back to it again once they got in the red zone, and BYU had closed it up, right? Uh, but by that time, the majority of the damage was done. It's a, This is what's great about college football. It's a game of give and take. It's a game of chess. It's a game of act and react. Uh, we'll see what adjustments halftime brings. Talmadge Gunther is back. Lopini Katoa and Miles Davis are the up return options. Spencer Schrader will kick off for USF. 38-7. The halftime, the first half shutout goes by, by the wayside right before halftime. Deep kick into and through the end zone. It'll be a touchback. And BYU out to the 25-yard line. BYU need not try to do much here with uh, one play and a knee a possibility. Get to, the, get to the halftime locker room with a 31-point lead. And that's what they will do. They'll be in a safety formation with uh, Keanu Hill as a safety player 15 yards back of the line. It'll be a snap and a kneel, and that'll do it. BYU will have a 38-7 halftime lead over South Florida. A very impressive first half. Very little to look at in the way of uh, suboptimal outcomes in terms of what BYU had envisioned for the first 30 minutes of play. Mitchell Jurgens will be catching up with Kalani Sitake after he converses with the ESPN crew. And so as soon as uh, ESPN and Kalani have finished their chat, we'll head down to Mitch and hear what Kalani has to say. In the meantime, we'll give you some numbers of note. BYU outgaining USF 337 to 179, 159 to 55 on the ground, 178 to 124 through the air. BYU averaged nine yards per rush, allowed five yards per tote. BYU 11 yards per completion. USF 10 yards per completion, not terribly bad there. Third downs heavily in BYU's favor. 
as BYU was very effective on third and for that matter fourth down. Cougs were 4 of 8 on third, 2 of 2 on fourth. USF 2 of 7 on third and 0 for 2 on fourth. And their third down conversions coming late in the first half against BYU, which got out to a 38-0 lead before USF scores right before halftime. And this game was barely half of the first half old when BYU led 21-0 with Puka Nakua, a big part of the first half before leaving due to injury. Let's head down to Mitch with Kalani. Go ahead, Mitch. Oh, there you go, Mitch, with Kalani. Coach, good to see you. Um, it was a crazy start to this game with a two-and-a-half-hour weather delay. Um, it hasn't seemed to slow you down. What has, uh, what's been most impressive about your team's performance so far? Hey, I, the guys came ready to play. I wish it could be, I could say it was some magical speech I gave, but the, this leadership on this team is unbelievable. Uh, I, I just want to see us finish strong. I mean, that, that's the end of the half. I'm not happy about the big plays that we gave up, and it was like just little mistakes. So we got to play fundamentally sound, better assignment sound football, can't make our, our, our mistakes that we did on that last drive and offensively we're kind of missing up a little bit too so uh, we got a little bit of ahead of ourselves we got away from what, what our identity is and that's playing sound football we got to get back to that yeah up 31 points what's the message to the team at halftime no keep going we, we, we can't waste any more time I mean I felt like we, we didn't we got away from what we're supposed to be doing like I said before let's just keep keep at it and, and um, we, we're gonna take advantage of all this time to get better as a team thanks coach all right, that's uh, Mitchell Jurgens with BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. Halftime coverage continues after this. 38-7 Cougs over the Bulls on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.